Hi, I'm Lauren Berlingeri, co-founder and co-CEO of Higher Dose, and today I'm here and interviewing Cece Olisa, who is the co-founder of Coco by Cece, and that's a beauty line, right, that yes. I would love to deep dive and yes. talk all things, Yes, because yes. look at you and your glowing skin <laughs> and how beautiful you are, so what is uh, Coco? So Coco by Cece is a body care brand based mm. in body positivity, so love I'm a co-founder as well, my first company is the Curvy Con, and after the success of bringing body positivity to New York Fashion Week and the fashion world, I've noticed a real lack of body positivity in the beauty world. So. That one's real bad. <laughs> yeah, the way we market to women yeah. is like the root cause of I feel like a lot of people's insecurities with the way that they look. Mm -hmm. So I am totally down for that. But how do you do that? So for me, it's a few things. Um, I started off as an influencer. I'm here in New York and I build all of my companies on my personal mantra, which is don't wait on your weight to live mm -hmm. the life you want. Mm -hmm. Right. So the idea of how do I love myself? I believe that love is a verb. It's an action word. It's something that you do. Mm -hmm. So looking at body care as a way of self-love and self-confidence, that's what we're doing now. So we just launched our self-love scrub, mm -hmm. which is an organic sure sure I'll be sure to send you some yes. later <laughs> I love a good and scrub we have doll butter which is our body butter that locks in that hydration so we're slowly building the company ultimately there will be a full body facial that is based on my routine that I do for my body all the time I think as a curvy girl learning to embrace your body and finding different ways to love yourself it's not always about what you see on the scale or the size of your jeans but finding beauty in yourself holistically is something I'm very passionate about well have you always loved yourself? I mean, it sounds like such a weird question. Have you always loved yourself so much? Like, what's your story? How did you get to, you know, being such a spokes model, yeah. role model yeah. for people to really understand it starts within? I definitely have not always had the confidence in myself that I do now. Um, even, you know, I have a, a wonderful community of women who follow me and support my companies and they met me as an anonymous blogger. I was an mm -hmm. anonymous blogger because I was insecure about my body and I wanted to talk about being a plus size girl in New York City, but I was too scared to like really show yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even through body positivity, I found the confidence to put myself out there. Now I'm like modeling for Nike and like doing all this crazy stuff with Ford Motor Company and building my companies and helping women as well. You're an entrepreneur, I am. but how did you get started on this whole journey? Did you always know you were an entrepreneur? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think um, a lot of people say, like, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. I was always a curvy girl growing up. I was always a big girl growing up. And so the idea of helping women to embrace their bodies through plus-size fashion and body positivity the idea that I can do that as a career is something that I never dreamed of. But um, for me, it all started with a blog. Mm -hmm. I had a blog um, that I wrote about my life as a plus-size girl in New and York City. And when was this? Oh, my goodness. I started blogging in 2008. And about I, being plus-size. Because like, now it's definitely a conversation that needed to happen yes. so long ago. Yeah. You were talking about this before anyone else was talking about yeah, this. I was, uh, yeah. How was it received? Was it received immediately? So, funny story, I actually started my blog anonymously, so I was insecure about my body. I was insecure about my weight. As you're talking about and not I being would... insecure about it. <laughs> so, like, opening up with that vulnerability... I didn't intend 
I know this sounds weird, but the internet was a different place in 2008 mm-hmm. than it is now. So I kind of started it like like a like a personal diary that I just kind of updated here and there. And then I stopped and I got a flood of comments that said, where did you go? What mm-hmm. happened? And I was like, wait, people are reading this? That's when I realized that there was community around being a plus size woman, that there's community around body positivity, the community of women that support my work from the anonymous blog all the way till now to being co-founder of the Curvy Con, founder of Coco by CC, those are the women who are the foundation of my work, right? So seeing my work reflected back in them, seeing women say like, because of you, I wore a bikini for the first time. Because of you, I went and got a Brazilian wax for the first time. Because of you, I went on vacation. Like whatever those things are, like it makes the work I do. It's so simple just sharing our stories and vulnerability, but from that um, grew a career and then being an entrepreneur. So um, in 2015, I became co-founder of the CurvyCon, which is a plus-size fashion convention that happens during New York Fashion Week. Boom. Which mm-hmm. it should happen during Fashion Week. Duh. Yes. So. I came from modeling for 15 years and oh, had all it. sorts of like body issues, body dysmorphia, slight eating disorders, yes. like obsession around food. So... It was a really bad time in my life. I was never a good model. I was always the model with an edge Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I would show up to jobs and being like, I know I don't look like I did in my photo, which was clearly Photoshopped. (laughs) And then it would spiral out the rest of my day. I couldn't even enjoy myself because I just felt so ugly within myself. Mm -hmm. And it was just so negative. And then I would go home and like do things like either not eat or just obsess over the amount of you know, calories going in or overwork out too. That was always another one. I overworked out, mm-hmm. which is also another thing to think about. Yeah, I think as women, we all have those spaces that are like the trigger spaces for us, right? I think a lot of times going into a mall or the dressing room or a store and like they don't have your size or, you know, things like that can be really hard on women. 67% of American women wear over a size 14. Mm -hmm. You don't see that reflected in the fashion industry and the beauty industry. So my passion is to kind of create spaces for 67% of American women. opportunity to me (laughs) to feel welcome in the spaces that really should be making women feel good like the sauna is making me feel good higher dose is making me feel good right Mm -hmm. so the idea that someone would feel that they weren't welcome in a space like this like I would never want a woman to feel that way so I choose to kind of make a career out of going first out of showing that you don't have to wait on your weight to live the life you want you can embrace your body and live a full life at any size yeah you really do a great job of being so authentic and honest Thank you. Has it always been like that for you when you were writing the blog and you didn't know anyone was reading? Were you also really authentic and honest or were you still not where you are today? I think being anonymous helped me to be authentic. Mm. And then starting my career with authenticity, it's made it easier to stay that way. Right. Like my audience has been with me through a lot of things. They've seen me flourish. They've seen me fail. They've seen me struggle. Right. And I think that that's something that we all go through. Like none of us has a perfect life, but we all do the best we can and we all do the best to serve like you guys are doing here, which is so incredible. Yeah. What are some of your favorite tools to feel good and nourish your body and ultimately like self-love and take care of yourself? So I personally believe that most of my self-confidence is built in like the first couple hours of my day. So I am a huge morning routine girl. I'm up at 5am. I'm doing my workout. Curve Method is my fitness line. We do a lot of like body modifications so that women can learn how to be fit and strong. Mm -hmm. Even if you have bad knees, even if you have, you know, whatever's going on. Um, I, with Curve Method, 
Is it like weightlifting? Is it Pilates? Is it a mix of all? It's like workout videos, modifications, um, learning how to eat well and still like feel good, learning about, you know, how does processed food affect our bodies? What can we do more in the kitchen for ourselves? Um, you know, people who have followed me for a long time know I was close to 400 pounds at one point. Oh, wow. So, when was that? Oh, gosh. It's been like, I've been, I've gone from a size 28 to a size 18, slowly but surely over about seven years. And a lot of that was about learning what works for me. Mm-hmm. Again, as women, we get into the different industries that should be meant to serve us. And sometimes they make us feel a little bit bad. And then we go off and binge or we go off <laughs> yes. and overwork out, right? We're not doing it in a balanced way. Yeah. So for me, kind of releasing the idea of like binge eating, crash dieting, like letting all that go and embracing my body and loving myself through wellness and finding a body positive lens for that, Mm -hmm. it's taken some time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was workout modifications. So that's what Curve Method is about. Curve Method is about, these are the same workouts I was doing at a size 28, almost 400 pounds, and now at a size 18, feeling like I'm in the body that I can kind of hang out in for a while. I love that. Um, These are the same modifications and workouts I was using along the way. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, Cece, oh my gosh, you do jumping jacks and you do, you know, the, what is it, 12, 3.30 on the treadmill. (laughs) Like you're doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm still in the chair. I was telling them on Instagram the other day, you can do battle ropes in a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's such a high-intensity, low-impact moment. But only if you've lived in a body that needed that, right? The average trainer isn't thinking about their 400-pound client. So I collaborate with trainers who will open up for that and help to kind of build videos in that way. So anyway. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just feel like that's so important in fitness because, yeah, there's a lot of fitness videos and and things that you see on Instagram and you're like, I'll never be able to do that. But, and then you get that preconceived notion in your head. So then you end up not working out at all, but you're like, no, you know, I know you can't do this exactly right now, but we're going to like give you baby steps to be able to get there, to build that strength, to be able to do it the way you want to be able to do it and intend it, which is so helpful for people. Yes. Yes. I love that. So all that is happening in the first couple hours of my day. So I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm doing my curve method workout. Then I'm doing my body care routine. Do you have coffee before? Just, I don't know about coffee. Okay, so good question. (laughs) So I have made the decision. So the first 40 ounces of water happen with the workout in the morning. Yeah. Once those 40 ounces of water are in, then I can have the coffee when I'm doing my journaling. So I journal three pages a day. Wow. So yes. And why that? Um, I follow the artist's way method Mm -hmm. of journaling three pages a day. Typically after my shower, it's coffee, bathrobe, and a journal. So like, that's like how I kind of finish my self care for the day. So by the time I'm done journaling, I've worked out, gotten the sweat out. I've had 40 ounces of water. I've done my body care routine, the self-love scrub. I've done the doll butter cocoa by CC locked in that hydration. And then I get to sit kind of like naked in my bathrobe, like letting my body care products do their thing. And I do my three pages of journaling. So by that time, typically on the treadmill, you probably know as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like your brain is always mm-hmm. going, right? Mm-hmm. So by the time whatever's pro- whatever dreams I've had over the night, process whatever's on the treadmill, journal it all out. Then it's like, now I can talk to somebody. Now Mm. I can take an email. Now I can make a phone call. But all of that's happening before seven because to me, that's the uninterrupted time. No one's, no guy has ever asked me for a date at five in the morning. Nobody's ever asked for a business meeting at six. Most people aren't even up at (laughs) five o'clock. So So I'd say you're getting a head start. Owning those, that 5 to 7 a.m. kind of window of time, that is a big part of my confidence routine and the body care and all that. Nice. And what time do you go to bed? Just quickly. 9 p.m. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm a grandma. I, well, I put my 
kids to bed at 8.30 and I usually fall asleep with them. I can't wait to have But then I like sleep up. I know. I wanted kids to have an excuse to go home from partying. Yes. I was like, I'm so done with this. Please be my mentor. Please mentor me. I'm like, I don't want to have another drink. I'm going home with my kids. Like, you know what kids is like? I got to wake up. But it's the same with fitness, right? Like, I'm not going to have that drink because I know I'm going to feel and it's going to ruin my workout. It's going to ruin my morning, which is going to ruin my day. Yes. For what? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it is really great to have mornings like that where it's just about you cultivating mm. creativity and energy. I love how you have your coffee after in the uh, your workout because I do feel like sometimes having coffee while working out on an empty stomach cannot be great for female hormones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spiking cortisol levels. So I think that you cultivating your own natural energy source and drinking lots of water is super smart, especially with dehydration. So I really Ooh, love that I workout that. tip. Thank you. The Hot Seat is sponsored by Edge Theory Labs, which is a cold plunge company that does portable cold plunging, which I love because we literally pop them up in our spa locations, pop them down. You don't need plumbing. It's super easy. Yeah, it's so user friendly and there's such a wide range of temperatures, which yeah. I think is one of the coolest things about it. It goes as cold as 37 degrees or as hot as 104 if you feel like having a hot tub after your cold plunge. Which we always do. <laughs> so check out the website and use code HIREDOSE15 for 15% off. And they're really cool looking too. You guys gotta check it out at the hot seat. So I wanna know more about CurvyCon. Mm -hmm. You started that back in 2015? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which this is way before anyone was even talking about body positivity. Mm -hmm. Like now I do feel like that's much more of a conversation, um, which I'm so thankful for, especially coming from the fashion world where it's just like ridiculous, mm -hmm. the runway models. Oh mm -hmm. my God, no one can ever attain that, nor do we want to. <laughs> but how did you get that started? Was it, you know, instantly successful? Um, did you have to work at it or was it just like something that just blew up? And what do you do there? So <laughs> all great questions. Um, the CurvyCon is definitely a lot of work. And the CurvyCon is really, when I became a plus-size influencer, when I became a plus-size fashion blogger, there were ways that the red carpet was rolled out to me that when I was an everyday plus-size woman, that was not happening, mm -hmm. right? Um, like I said, 67% of American women were above a size 14. If you walk into the mall, how many stores are going to give you what you want? So then you walk into the store... Maybe they don't have your size. And then they tell you, oh, well, we have it online. Well, when you go online, like maybe you're a size 14 in this store, maybe you're a size 16 in that store. So now you're ordering two pairs of pants mm. to try to figure it out. You're sending one back all that time, all that shipping, right? So the CurvyCon was really my way of trying to give back to plus size women and say, this is what you deserve. Mm. So what happens there is we have pop-up shops where all of your favorite brands, Nike, Anthropology, Target, Old I Navy, they come. We have dressing rooms. You can try on the clothes in person, which you don't get to do in the average shopping situation in America. So that's number one, the pop-up shops. Then we have um, our panels. So we've had Jamila Jamil, we've had Lizzo, we've had Venus Williams, we've had Chrissy Metz. They all come and share, again, women who are passionate about 
the 67% of women who wear above a size 14. And then we do runway shows. I mean, it's fashion week after all. So we've had Ashley Graham. We've had Precious Lee. So some of the best of the best come through the Kirby Con. And, you know, we took a hiatus with the pandemic. You understand. You did the same with your locations. And so as we prepare to come back, I'm excited to be able to bring the beauty industry with me yes. into the Curvy Con yes. with Coco by Cece and things like that. So yes. starting to truly build from my community and for my community, a true lifestyle brand for plus size women. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. What a big, big vision. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you're executing it is so powerful. Mm, so thank you. I received that. Yeah. It seems like such a no brainer. It's like, duh, you know, those are always those ideas that you're like, how has no one ever thought about it before? And as a plus size woman, you're living it. You're like, why? Has, yeah. Why hasn't no one ever it, thought that I might need jeans too? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the fashion brands that you really feel like are supporting plus size, body positivity? Mm-hmm. And I know you've worked with some of them. You already mentioned mm-hmm. some of them. But which mm-hmm. ones are really doing a good job? Um, So I think there are a lot of brands that are getting it right. I think that when it comes to the plus size consumer, there are a lot of like complications and things like that that the brands often speak about. I have had the pleasure of working with Nike for the past few years now. Um, I just extended my contract with Nike this week, so I'm excited about that. Talk about lifestyle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I feel like, I don't know if you remember when Nike first put out their, the curvy mannequin and it was like a whole big thing. I don't know if you saw that. When was that? What year? That was 2019. That's so recent. Yes. So 2019, Nike put out a curvy mannequin in their stores and people lost it. On the Daily Mail, they wrote like a scathing article about it. Like, how dare you do this? And Nike's whole position in mind as well is like, Fitness is for everybody. Literally, every single body should be able to work out. And if you don't have the proper gear... Some like... of the best athletes... Are like, when I was working out and training super, super hard, mm-hmm. that's when my body was more curvy because mm-hmm. I had the muscle yes. and I had the healthy fat on yes. me. And it was like... I was super strong. How did you feel? I mean, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I was a fitness model back then. Yeah. So they think I think the fact that I could back it up in, like, yoga and, like... You know, they would hire me and I, I worked for Under Armour, I worked for Nike, yeah. I worked for all that. They were really looking for someone that actually knew how to move and yeah. was fit. But that was still a little bit ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But I felt so much better in the fitness department than I ever did trying to be a fashion. I can and I did that, that for the last 10 years of my career, which led me to host for a show called Woman vs. Workout. Ooh. Where I did like NASCAR driving and motocross and Navy SEAL how training. Fun. Yeah, but I was like running you know, miles in the morning, then doing Muay Thai at night, then doing strength training. So I was curvy. I was voluptuous. I was strong. Yeah. Much similar to probably the way the mannequin looks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's no stick figures in freaking sports. And even if you're not a stick figure, you should be welcome in the fitness industry. (laughs) You should be welcome in a gym, right? So for me, I think that watching a lot of the brands kind of commit to plus sizes and then back away commit to Nike has been consistent. Nike has been slowly, but surely growing out their plus size line. And I think, you know, movement, you know, I like to say I work out because I love my body, not because I hate my body. Mm. Right. So the idea of health as a practice, not a pant size, you need proper workout gear for that. Or just working out to feel good. How about that? Hello. All of that. So I think Nike is doing really well. There's a company called DNCO. They are very committed to plus size fashion and they, um, they do a lot of like, they send you a box and like you get to do that. And then they have a marketplace as well. So I think they do really well. 
think anthropology is doing a cute job. I like a lot of the stuff they're coming out with. So, so yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. But I think as with everything, you see a little progress, a little pullback, a little progress, a little pullback. So for me, I often, when I am looking do for the... Do they ever try to consult with you or anything like that? Or Sometimes. Do they, yeah? I do some behind the scenes stuff as well. And that's typically, you know, where I feel Because you seem like... to be the one to understand the pain points more than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. So it seems like... If I was Nike, I would probably want to like sit down with you because you have the community. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the one that's directly speaking to everyone and understanding what the pain points are. Yes. So I would be speaking to you. Yes, that's like some of. I feel like the biggest impact I've been able to make has been in the quieter meetings behind the scenes mm. and being able to say like, I have screenshots of these comments. I have people who email me and say this like, and to watch that kind of stuff be actually implemented to watch this much more fabric go on the waistband of a legging because curvy girls might have a little roll right here, as do I. Like, to be able to say that to someone and see it implemented a few seasons later is, like, really exciting. That's awesome. Well, I guess it definitely gives you the insight for Coco, which is, yes. you know, yes. other brands are going to do it, whatever their process is, but having your own is always so empowering because you get to do it in real time. Yeah. Yeah. A so lot what's, of people... what's coming up for Coco? We just launched our self-love scrub, which is an organic sugar scrub with shea butters and cocoa butters and a lot of floral essential oils. So we That are... you use in the shower? Or... Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, um, after you, you kind of cleanse yourself, then you use the self-love scrub, turn off the water, be, you know, sustainable for our earth, turn off your water, give yourself a nice massage with the self-love scrub, and then you step back under the water and just let the organic sugar rinse away. Nice. When that happens, you will see the hydration is already starting to lock in with all of the essential oils that we've put in the product. Do you have it on now? Because you smell so good. I don't know what Thank that you. is. Thank you. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I received that. Thank yeah. you. Um, so yes, Cocoa by CC, vegan, no parabens, cruelty-free. So all the cleanest, purest ingredients. Um, and then when you get out of the shower, you know, you pat your skin dry and then you lock in the hydration with doll butter d-o-l-l so mm. you feel soft like a doll um i call my community doll I'll be like hey dolls this that and the third you know when you're talking to a hundred thousand people at a time it's hard to call them by name so i named the doll butter after my community because they've supported me so much that's awesome so yes yeah, so we're basically working backwards based on my body care routine so it ends with doll butter after that is a self-love scrub so we've got some other things in journaling the work. journal look, come on some other out things journal. The I'm like, i can't talk about it right now okay. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so coco by cc i'm I'm excited about it. We just did our first um, holiday pop-up in LA. We sold out, which was really exciting. And I think being able to kind of, like I said, I think those those first hours of your day, a lot of your confidence from the time you get up to when you get dressed and walk out the door, like it's all packed into that time. So the fact that women are letting me into their morning routine with Coco by CC, like it's a true honor. So you're, you've launched a beauty brand now, mm-hmm. and now you're bringing beauty brands to um, KirbyCon, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's more obvious ways to be inclusive with fashion brands. Mm-hmm. But have you thought through more ways that beauty brands can be inclusive? So the thing I'm most excited about, honestly, is our ads. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to use bodies that look like mine mm-hmm. in my ads because people are not doing that, which is what I've seen in fashion and was able to help the industry course correct there. So being able to help the industry, the beauty industry course correct with representation is going to be really exciting for me. That's a big part of 2023 for us. And do you do it more through, like, aspirational images? Would you do it more through, like, 
being creative? Like, how would you express the power of, you know, plus size in the beauty industry? Yeah, it's a mix of all of those things. And for me, thankfully, I have such a strong community backing, you know, the projects that I develop. So we spent the first year of product development after we launched Doll Butter doing what I call tester doll calls. We would send them some tea and they would get on with me and talk me through everything beauty and body care in their life. So being able to talk to hundreds of women Mm -hmm. about not only how Coco by CC is infusing into their routines, but like, what are they doing already? What's working? What's not? What do they like? What do they hate? What do they want? Right. So So a lot of the things that are down the pike are things that I literally am like looking at the transcripts like, yeah, okay. She asked for this. We can do this. We can develop this. Oh, I was already thinking about that. Like, so being able to make sure that our North star is, is as close to what my dolls want as possible. I don't, create for the ether. I create for the 100,000 women who support me. So um, by the grace of God, they support me back. I love that. <laughs> so smart of you. And you get on the call personally? Yes, yes. They, sure they always are surprised. They're like, oh, it's really you. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, who did you think? Coco by Cece. I'm Cece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else would it be? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you feel like society has shifted more to body positivity? I mean, I know it has, but do you feel like we're there yet? Do you feel like we have a lot more way to go? How are you feeling about it right now? I think I think there's definitely a lot further that we can go when it comes to body positivity. I think that I recently, um, I think within the last year or so, I saw my the first commercial for a um, for an engagement ring where the girl being proposed to was plus size. It's the first time I've ever seen that, right? So we still have a lot of work to do. There's so many industries. Like think about all the commercials you see. And think about how many times it's a plus-size girl. Do you think just because they're like ancient companies that are run by dinosaurs? I think we all have <laughs> our mindsets like, that we need to think about where they come from. Like, we all have that, right? I don't think it's... But it's there's so much packed into that, like, of the shame and the deserving, right? Mm. Like, being plus-size, you don't deserve to be engaged. Or do you think about it, right? When you when you are When you are putting together you know, your interview list for this. You added me on there. Mm -hmm. That shows something about your mindset and how you see this. I don't know if 10 years ago a brand like yours would come to a girl like me, right? So that's a sign of progress. But are we all doing that? I don't know. But we're also more of a small indie brand run by women and understand what it feels like to be discriminated against, especially fundraising. Sure. You know, trying to raise money from mainly white men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and trying to educate on this is not just a trend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and brand is so important and community and it's still at the end of the day a lot of investors are just bean counters Mm. so it's been you know a true struggle and at the end of the day you don't want to be the victim where you're like well I'm not raising money because I'm a woman (laughs) because then you're never going to raise any money fair very fair right yeah yeah. but we still have like a long way to go when it comes to female leaders because I feel like the best leaders are women I think you know, for me as some a, of the best leaders, I, mean, I agree. I'm sure there's great men too, sure. but you know, I think for me as an entrepreneur, that's been probably the most inspiring thing is seeing the collaboration between women founders. Mm-hmm. I think that women do have a different lens of the world, yeah. right? And so to see women who maybe at face value have nothing to do with the curvy con or me or whatever reaching out and saying like, wait a second, there is some alignment here. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the beginning. And like, we all kind of like, what is it? Like all, all ships rise, like as the tide rises, like all ships will rise. Mm -hmm. To me, I think like 
women being entrepreneurs and founders, we start to kind of build community between ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we see all of our business become successful and then we get to do more of the same. So that's what I'm praying for. That's what I hope to do. Like I'm always looking, even when I was doing my pop-up, there was a, a vendor next door and she does something with florals. And like, we were next to each other for two days, and by the time we were leaving, we're like, okay, Mother's Day collaboration, like, it's happening, mm-hmm. right? So I think women kind of have that intuitive sense. You bring your your business sense to it, you bring your feminine energy to it, and then when you feel the good vibes, you know, like, okay, how can we make this work together, you know, for our businesses to, to benefit as well? So yeah. I think that's been something that's been really inspiring to me. Yeah. Um, I started following you on Instagram. I followed you back. I just like <laughs> went down a rabbit hole for like an hour and a half. And I was like, um, but what, what have been some of the most powerful social platforms for getting your message out there? Mm. Cause I'm of the generation of Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even have TikTok. but okay. Yeah. What's the difference between like TikTok versus Facebook versus Instagram for your message and communities? I feel like it's, I feel like every platform has its benefits. For me, I feel that body positivity and loving yourself and my message of don't wait on your weight to live the life you want, sometimes that journey can't happen in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a TEDx called How to Build Self-Confidence that crossed over a million views this last year. To this day, I get DMs from strangers around the world. Like, I just watched your TEDx and, like, thank you. That's 12 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can't give you mm-hmm. how to build self-confidence in 15 seconds. Like, I, if I could, I would have solved a lot of my own problems a long time ago, mm-hmm. right? So what's next for you? Hmm. Right now, the focus is really on Coco by CC. The body care brand is starting to take off, and I feel really good about that. Are you doing content with it to explain the why behind these practices? So we're getting there. That's the 2023 strategy. I mean, thankfully, I I have a community who showed up to support. So now that we're, you know, looking to expand and grow, I think some of the content stuff will be super important next year. So I mean, it's so natural for you. So it's a (laughs) no-brainer. Put her on camera. Let her speak. Um, So yeah, so we'll see how we um, express that. And then bringing the curvy con back from hiatus as well. So those are the two things that we're working on um, for the next couple of so years. So September 2023 in New York. From your mouth to God's ears. All right. Well, hopefully <laughs> we can be there too. Higher dose. Oh, that yeah, would be so cool. Yeah, we can kind of be beauty, but a little bit more wellness tech longevity. That's but, my vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. We'll already be taking it to the new genres that I, I feel it. like your audience much deserves. Yes. Yes.